Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SCN MBA podcast. For another episode, as always, I'm your host, Luke Sakari, and joining me across the desk is Chris Silva. Chris, how are you? Good, mate. It's been been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. A few uh, circumstances has got in the way of us recording, but... A- AKA footy season. Yeah, well, we all, considering the... Oh, excuse me. My voice has gone out 20 seconds in. The... Um, it is footy season, so it is tough to lock down a studio down here yeah. at SCN headquarters, but we've found a way to get we in. We did, we did. And at the most important time, because the playoffs are really... We're about a week in, or just... The, oh, we're about a week in. We're six days in, and what are your initial thoughts? Before we're going, Now, we're going to get stuck into each yeah. series yeah. Um, over the next 45 minutes to kind right. of give our thoughts on all eight series, but just initially, well, what, what are your thoughts? It's the best time of the year. It really it, is. It really is. Yeah. And um, this is what we've been waiting for, man. Yeah. Um, since last year, um, we slugged through all all the January back to <laughs> the back, dog days, back to back games in Brooklyn, um, and now we're here. Sixteen best teams. Um, everyone's relatively healthy. Um, yeah. They're, they're, for for the first time, I think um, in a while, there's no real massive players injured. Um, obviously, Gobert had his thing. Um, yeah, which we'll touch on. Um, uh, Rondo, we'll touch on yeah, later as but, well. But for the large part... Durant, we'll touch on. Yeah. But for the large part, everyone hasn't really... No one's had a serious injury. Yeah. Um, that's good. Which is what you want to see. You want to see the best players out for there sure. at the biggest times of the season. And I think, like you said, it's the playoff time. It's the best time of year because the best players are playing at their best. Yeah. The best teams. We're already seeing some upsets, which is always one. We say it every year. There's always a team or something happens in the first one that we never expect. Whether it's a game one big win for an, an upset win, something always happens, and we've had no shortage of them this this week. And we're going to start off speaking about the Cavs and Pacers game. So the Cavs and Pacers series, excuse me. Now it is three nil, so it's pretty much done. Yep. But we want to speak on what happened yesterday. It was game three. It was Cleveland in Indiana. The Cavaliers, of course, came back from a 25-point deficit, I believe it was. I think it was 25 at the half. Yes. It got as high as 26 yeah. early in the... Yeah, the, and it was the highest comeback in, in NBA in playoff NBA. history. That's correct. Which is just stunning. So, that I, I was watching that game, and the more I was watching it, it, you could see the Cavs were slowly chipping their way. Yeah. But it was in the first half, and the Cavs just looked horrible. Indiana were running all over them. Yeah. Indiana's energy was through the roof. There was a real sense of urgency yeah. about the paces that the Cavs couldn't match. In the second half, it just slowly turned, and then LeBron just slowly... And we have to speak about him, because he just oh. took over that game. You know I hate talking about LeBron, right? Oh, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, he, he, The way he took over that ball game was just unbelievable. And it's just... It's giving me more and more evidence that this guy is just the greatest player that I've ever, ever seen. Because yeah. he just does stuff that is just unimaginable. Yeah, he his second half yesterday was that stat line. He had 28 points, I think, 7 rebounds, 6 yeah. assists, or 6 rebounds. And I think no assists. turnovers as well. No turnovers. Yeah. It was a plus 30. <laughs> That's a stat line people will be happy with for an entire game. Yeah. Um, for him to do that in 20, 24, 23 minutes is outrageous. While your team is behind by 26 what, yeah. points in a away um, playoff game. Yeah. In just, a building where he hasn't had much success. He hasn't. Um, but 
it, it's always been an uncomfortable building for for the Cavs to play, and particularly their younger players. Yeah. Um, but which you still kind of saw yesterday because Kyrie did. was not great. He wasn't. No. Obviously, he didn't he, play a lot down the stretch. Kevin, Kevin Love, Love wasn't both great of them either. Were poor. Yeah. Both of them were poor. Um, you know, Kyrie. He he's had some trouble against Indiana. Yeah. Um, I think he was his, his whole career. He was he, four he of has. seventeen at one stage. I'm not sure yeah. if he finished four of seventeen, he did, he but did, it was yeah. four of seventeen. Yeah. So it's Which not great un- for you. For, for your second score, your premier scorer, um, it's not great. Yeah, in in the past, I probably attribute attribute that to George Hill defending. Yeah, him, but George Hill's not there anymore. Um, but yeah, for some reason, he he struggled. But um, he's a big game player, so I expect him to yeah, be he'll, fine the next game. He'll be fine. Um, but number twenty three. Um, He's just a maestro. He um, really is. I, I honestly, man, like I'm, I'm lost for words. I, I really don't know what to say. That, that was. I, I think I put out, I put out a tweet yesterday. And I literally just put LeBron James. I'm speechless. Yeah. Because I think he it was ar- speechless. It was. I think it was after the fast break dunk that the one where Monte Ellis just like ran out of the he way. Made a business decision. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was a very. No one's gonna blame you for that, Monte. Did you see how far LeBron cocked that back? Yeah, oh, it was goodness. just poetry in motion. And I think that was the dunk that put him in the lead. Yeah, I believe we'll yeah, tie the game yeah, or yeah. something along the line. 198. Yeah. 198. It was just absolutely unbelievable. Where'd and you know, the great thing about the comeback yesterday yeah. was LeBron was doing this in the last quarter with a bench unit. Yeah. Which we saw a lot of last year where we saw it a lot in last year's playoffs at the start of the second quarter where LeBron had been with four bench guys. Yeah. And that, that, that group really built leads on teams. Yeah, create separation. Yeah, and yeah. it happened the same thing yesterday, and it's really is a weapon if the Cavs can unlock that. We know the bench has had a bit of troubles this year yeah. with injuries and, and constant turnover of the roster. If they can develop some continuity there, I don't know, we don't, we don't want to speak about developing continuity in the playoffs. It should already be there. Yeah. But if that, they're all veteran guys, so they know how to play the game. If they can get that to work, it's just another layer that this team can go to. Yeah, well, that if you look at that lineup. Compared to last year's one, it's a little bit old. Yeah, so you've got year. LeBron, you've got, you've got Darren Williams, they're, yeah, they're Channing Fry, Channing Fry is thirty three. Yeah, um, Corva and RJ, are yeah, 30, 35, 36. Yeah, so those guys throughout the regular season, they're gonna like this team, pace themselves. Yeah, um, and make sure that when when it's money time, they they they've got their legs under them, and I think you're seeing that they've. They're getting their legs under them slowly. Darren Williams, especially. Yes. Um, when he first joined the Cavs, he his outside game wasn't really working, but right now he's stef- stepping into those with confidence. Yeah. Um, Channing Fry, we know when he gets his legs under him, is one of the best shooters in the league. Kyle Cove. He Corvus, hit the dagger yesterday. Yeah, and for him to hit that after the year he's had was, and you saw the reaction of the team. Um, yeah. That was massive. Yeah. Um, of course, for people who don't know, Channing Fryer lost both of his parents yeah. um, during the regular season in the space of maybe a couple of weeks or a month. Yeah. Um, and he wrote actually for the Players' Tribune, I don't know if you read that yeah, piece, yep, yep. Um, about how the Cavaliers almost became his extended family. And I know we hear that a lot, um, but it's necessarily not always true. I think in this case it is. It is, um, considering you, the circumstances. Saw, when he had that moment, you saw guys... With all star nods, Olympians on the bench, jumping up and down, they were going crazy. They like, they love the guy. Like, so in some situations, what happened with Kyrie and Kevin being on the bench yesterday? Not every star is going to react like that. Some no. of them will, especially power. in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Of let's not forget. Game. Let's no. not forget. 
and that series is up for grabs. It's not yep. like it's a dead rubber game. Yeah. Um, you know, because being natural competitors as they all are, when the Cavs are making a charge and making a comeback, of course they want to want to get back into the game. Yeah, absolutely. And Taron Lu actually said, I uh, not Taron Lu said. I think Kyrie said um, that. Midway through the fourth, I think Coach Lou had actually approached both Kevin and Kyrie and said, "Do you guys want to go back in?" And those two were like, "No, this lineup's it's going working," well. Keep which is there. such a sign of maturity. Um, it's a sign such of maturity. A good it's, it's, sign. it's a sign of a team that's genuinely um, happy for everyone's success, and it's not about the individual. Exactly. Um, we saw Iman Shumpert didn't play in, in game, game one. Game, came in game two. Came in, and he was obviously, you know, not. Getting a DNP, yep. um, coach's decision, for probably the first time in his career. Career, yeah, season, it'd be close enough. Um, that has to be a shock, man. Yep. And and for him to come out and respond the way that he has in the past two games, um, it kind of almost it vindicates kind of Lou's decision to almost keep him out of game one to kind of give him that kick up the backside. Yep. Um, and he did a terrific job on Paul George in the second half of game two. Really yeah, shut, really, shut him down. Really, yeah. and, and same thing in game Game, game three, three. yeah, he really did. Um, late when they were making that run. Yep. Um, but one one wrinkle I like with this bench unit is if you watch them yesterday, a lot of the time when when LeBron plays, uh, you know, high forties minutes, during yes, forty three, yep. forty four, yep. in the fourth quarter he gets very ISO because he's tired. He's tired. But we didn't see that yesterday. We didn't. I, it was. For me, it was we actually saw a lot of it in the first half, as did. opposed to the yeah. second half, which is strange. But I yeah. think the reason for that was he was visibly fresher than he normally is, mm. because he wasn't having to initiate. Yeah, Darren Williams was initiating the offense, and LeBron was playing off ball as a cutter. Where, as good as he is, that's where he's still most dangerous. Yeah, um, where he can catch the ball with a head of steam, um, and no one's stopping him on the run. Um, so and that's the beauty of having Darren Williams, a guy who again is an Olympian. He's played in massive, massive moments. Yeah. Um. So f- for him to facilitate, and you know he's not going to turn the ball over, and he's going to make the right pass, and of course he can shoot as well. Yeah, he hit a massive, couple of massive threes yeah. yesterday, and he can just set the table. And yep. LeBron doesn't have to necessarily always bring the ball up, and because that stuff's taxing. Yeah. Um. So I think it was it was good signs. It was good signs that they did it on the defensive end as well. Really Which is something we down. have to see because we know their defense is a major issue. Has to get issue. better. Has to get yep. better. And and you saw yesterday. It's what we all talk about. Me and you spoke about it this week on the one three podcast. Actually, that um, the Cavs aren't great individual defenders. No. They don't have great no. individual defenders. Champet is probably the best individual one on one. LeBron when he wants to when be. He wants we to all be. know yeah. with his out. Put and load offensively. He just can't yeah. be that guy for forty-eight minutes on the other yeah. end. Yeah, but they haven't got your necessarily your Draymond Greens. Your Tony they don't Allen's. have a heartbeat of the no, defense. They, they don't no. have those guys. So yeah. they have to rely on everyone. They talk about five guys being on a string. Yeah, that's what the Cavs have to be. And I think we saw that in the second half yesterday. They were rotating around really well, cutting into passing lanes. I saw Channing Fry get a number of steals. Yeah. Darren Williams, they all got their hands in the passing lanes and they were able to bother Indiana, um, get deflections. Even if they weren't getting steals, they were getting deflections. And you saw Indiana, as a result, they stagnated. Yeah. And all the beautiful ball movement from the first half yeah. was gone Wasn't in the there. second half. Yeah. Um, and that and that limits the um, the potential output of their role players. Yeah. Which all had a big effect in the first half. They didn't do that in the second I half. I think in the... 
if you look at the Cavs' defense, it's also a bit of a, a scheme change in the second half as well. In the first half, you saw they were aggressively trapping Paul George, yeah. immediately sending a second man to him. And Paul George, to his credit, was picking them apart. He was like Tom Brady in the first half. Yeah. Um, pass, pass, swing, swing, corner three. And me and you were texting at the time, and I, I remember I had told you that that defense doesn't work because of the way LeBron James plays, where he plays that free safety, so he's not really guarding anyone. Yeah, he's guarding space so, as opposed to So someone. the Cavs will rotate out one time, and then the second rotation's not there, and that's, yeah. that's what was killing them in the first yeah. first half, over and over and over again. In the second half, they kind of put Shump on him and relied on Shump to defend him one-on-one. Yeah. Um, now, still, when he was in the pick-and-roll, you saw the big man come up and give a soft hedge, um, but but it wasn't as aggressive. It wasn't a blitz. Um, and I think that was the difference because the big man, so Channing Fry, was able to recover back into the paint. Um, and the other guys were all rotating around and it was, it was beautiful. It really was. And quick word on the Pacers. They, they, they're not playing that bad. Um, it's kind of, we're kind of seeing that poor George is really, he's trying his hardest. But he's, he's playing well. It's, it, he's, he's playing like a top five player in the league. I think everyone can read the tea leaves on this one. How it's going to end up? Yeah, unfortunately, they're trying the pace. I, it's it's not indicative of a three nil one eight matchup because the not, pace is really, really well. making the Cavs win these games as opposed to Cleveland just walking over the top of them. Move. They they could have been. Listen, yesterday it could have been one one, and they could have been on the cusp of oh, being two one. Absolutely. Up if if CJ Marshall shot goes yeah, in game one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll move on to the one eight matchup in the East: the Celtics and the Bulls. Now, game three is actually live now yeah. as we are recording. Let, let me get a score check. Yeah, so you can get a, you can get a live score check for you guys who will be listening to this once the game <laughs> is over. I'm sure it's really helpful. <laughs> Spoiler alert coming up if you don't want to know Celtics the scores. Celtics up ten. Celtics are up 10. Yeah, well, there you go. 60 to 50. 615 left in the third. Well, there you go. So, as it stands, the Bulls actually lead the series 2 0, which has been a big, big surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. The Bulls are a strange because their regular <laughs> season had so many ebbs and flows. So yeah. many. And there was the last day of the season, I'm like, they're just going to sneak in because that's just what they do. Yep. They're a team that just doesn't go away no matter how badly built they are. Yeah. They just find a way to sneak in the playoffs and most likely going to somehow end up in the second round. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how they do it. This roster is flawed in so many ways. <laughs> Rondo's playing, Rajon Rondo's playing really well, but he's actually uh, fractured his right thumb. Unfortunately, because he's playing he's really well. He'll be reevaluated in seven to 10 days. So he'll be at least gone for game three, four, and potentially game five yeah. if need be. That's a big, big loss. Because yep. that, that Raid Butler Rondo dynamic is really starting to click now. Mm. At the most important time, we you know we talk a lot about form and 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 it the teams that find the form at the right time is so become so so dangerous because they're playing well when they need to. Seeing with Chicago at the yep. moment, um, and I mean a lot of people thought Wade wouldn't even come back this year because of his yeah, injury. Yeah, he made his way back and he's playing really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen from the Bulls? Well, how um, are they doing? And we might mention. Before we go on, excuse me, with Boston, um, I think I'm pretty strong on this. I think it's really, really hard to judge the Celtics East playoff because of the circumstances that Isaiah Thomas finds himself in, yep. um, where no one's in a position to comment, especially us, how much of an impact that has. Uh, we can have no idea. But yep. I think it's pretty safe to assume that their mindset, especially Isaiah, isn't in 
It's in somewhere a lot larger than basketball at the moment. Yeah. Um, that being said, Isaiah's playing really, really well. That's the thing, though. He's like, playing like, well. That's all fair. Absolutely fair enough. But that and Isaiah has an excuse, but does the rest of the other guys? I think it'll have a, it would trickle down. Okay. I think it would trickle down. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it cool. doesn't give him a complete out at the end of the no, day. No. But I think it has a pretty profound effect. Yeah. But that doesn't take anything away from the Bulls. Yeah. Because the Bulls are still heavily overmatched in this series. And we were talking about this the other day. You mentioned it. You kind of said it's not that much of a surprise to you. Yeah. Because they've actually got the best player in the series. Yep. Well, in the way I look at playoff series, right, when you've got the best player in the series, you've always got a chance. Um, and the Bulls have that in Jimmy Butler. He's undoubtedly the best player on, on both sides. Yeah. Um, Isaiah's probably a close second. Um, and they've just got experience. Guys who've got that know-how that Boston hasn't got yet. Um, D. Wade, he just... We saw it last year as well with the Heat. Yeah. He was in a slumber all year, and when it came, he single-handedly got him almost... Yep. Did they win that first first round series? I think they did. Last yeah, yeah, year. they did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah, They did, they did. Uh, they won in seven. Yeah. So big time players. Yeah. Big Remember time him, players. Him versus the purple shirt guy. In yeah, in yeah. Charlotte. That's yeah. one of the great moments in NBA playoff history. D Wade. <laughs> D Wade's a gamer. D yeah. Wade's a gamer, and you couple that with Rondo's a gamer as well. Yeah, so is um, Jimmy. We talked a lot about their their high egos and how they're going to mesh. Yeah. Which is can be a concern, but it's also a big big benefit because yep. you need that ego. You need that edge. Excuse in the playoffs, and it's that. showing. Did it you hear? Re- what, did you hear what Rondo said in Game Two? Apparently, um, was that about he saw the Celtics give up? Yeah, he was yeah. literally. So Avery Bradley. Said yeah, it. I did like, see that. He was saying on the court apparently that yep, they've given up. They've, they've given, given up. They've given up. And imagine when, in fact, if you have given up, if you have lost hope, and then if you hear the hear opponent say, say that, that, imagine what kind of effect that has on you, right? Um, and that being. You're a number one seed, mm-hmm. and they've got, they've got that whole expectation of being a number one seed as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the Bulls. In some ways, it's not a surprise because if you look at this team all year, they've played up to good opponents and played down to the level of poor opponents. Yeah. And here they are playing up to a good opponent again. Yeah. Um, I think the season series for this was two two, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. They match up um, well against the Celtics. Yeah, they, they kind of, really Robert do. Lopez is kill, yeah, killing, the, killing, them. killing them on the boards. And we all know Boston's side. rebounding issues. And no. it, it's a nice matchup for the Bulls because they can exploit a lot of their strengths as yeah. opposed against Boston's um, uh, weaknesses. And you, and you see in the playoffs, when in the regular, se- regular season's a time to run your nice sets and, and you know, fan, fancy handoff plays or whatever, in the playoffs, it comes a lot down to. Um, matchups and yeah. exploiting, trying to exploit switches, um, and you see that with the Bulls, they're trying to get Isaiah switched onto Jimmy Butler yeah. almost well, every yeah. single possession. Um, you see Dwayne Wade, he's he's a big guard um, who's excellent in the post as well. And you see, like last game, I think game two, I saw Marcus Smart, who's who's another guy who's really good in the post, and normally takes a lot of. Uh, guards in there and finishes and he tried to take D-Wade yep. in there and D-Wade yep. absolutely ate him alive um, so it's just those sort of little things where, where the Bulls are just now I don't I actually don't think this series is over 
Um, I think no I, one would be surprised I, if the South Six come no, back and win. No, I won't. Many would probably expect that to happen. Yeah, yeah. And um, but it's these little things that Boston ju- ju- just has to figure out. Yeah. Um, and where would where would a loss in this series leave Brad Stevens? Oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. If, if you look at, I know his playoff record isn't great. Yeah. He's what two and ten now. Um, at the, as it stands, yeah, yes, as it stands, yes. Um, obviously, pending this result, yes. Um, but they're you, ahead of schedule, aren't they? The Celtics are and, batting ahead of schedule, and yeah, they are. And if you look at their timeline, that they've got someone said it on Twitter. I, I can't recall the name, but yeah. they're like the Celtics have two timelines. They've got the Isaiah timeline, yep. and they've got the timeline of the Nets picks, exactly. Um, and you know, they might well have the number one pick this. You're in the draft. Scary to think about, isn't it? Um, it is. So, And if you look at Coach Stevens, every year the Celtics have increased their win total by at least eight wins. What more can you every, ask he's for? He's gone from 20, yeah. 25 to 40 to 48 to 53. They have massive leaps. Yeah. That's hard to do. They could be a 60-win team next year. Yeah. We know. I mean, last this... Regular season just passed. They won fifty three games. Yeah, and we all know they still got. They we all know the assets they've got. If they want a big fish, they can pry one over. It's just a matter of. I really respect the way the Celtics haven't rushed. Yeah, they haven't rushed in. They could have easily when they saw at the trade deadline this year when they knew they were a chance for a one C. They could have easily, easily rushed to get some big names in, but they didn't. They said, "No, no, no. We're sticking to the plan." It might take a few more years to see it come to fruition, yeah. But I think it will. Well, I think their, the Celtics will be fine. Their whole thinking was that even if we do add Jimmy Butler, we're probably still going to lose to LeBron. Exactly. Um, Does it put you over the edge of the Cavs? Yeah, and that, yeah. That's the barometer for all these teams in the East. Um, is is it going to put you over the Cavs? Um, yeah. and that's not even mentioning if it does put you over the Cavs. Yeah, exactly. State. There's an, um, so it's an even bigger fish to there's, fry. There's even it's it's like it's, it's like in Pokemon those gyms, <laughs> and then you got the masters. Yeah, and there's this Golden State's this master at the end, like this Zen sage. It's the unbeatable like, master. Yeah, yeah, it's the unbeatable <laughs> master. We'll move on to the three six matchup in the East, the Raptors and the Bucks. Yep. Another series that is pulling out some really interesting results. As it stands, the Bucks lead the series two one. The Raptors, I thought. They could be up 3-0. The Raptors could. The Bucks. Oh, could. the Bucks. yes, excuse yeah. me, yes. Yeah, because both their wins have been big, big wins. That game in Milwaukee yesterday was an absolute smacking, um, if I've ever seen one. The Raptors, I thought last year they'd turn the edge in their playoff form, but you look now, Kyle Lowry struggling again. I, I've, I've said it all year. DeRozan had a solid game one and two. He was 0 of 8 in game three yesterday. 0 of 8 for your All-Star. Lowry struggled the whole way. I thought they'd turn the corner. I I say it's it, the old demons coming back to haunt them. I say it every year when in December, undoubtedly, when Kyle Lowry looks fantastic every December. Yeah, and people are talking about how he's a top five guard and a uh, top five point guard. I'm like, and I said it this year as well. I was like, Kyle Lowry looks fantastic right now. I want to see it. I want to see it in May. I want to see it in June. Yeah, and we're it's not, just we're same. not it's we're not same, seeing it. Same old. Same yeah. old. Yeah, um, they've just—I don't know what it is. Um, whether it's mental, because Kyle Lowry is a fantastic three-point shooter. No one's doubting that. And he comes into the playoffs, he can't hit anything. Yeah, um, it's literally like a mental block. Um, but again, it's—it's it's, this series is again very similar to the Celtics um, Bulls because the lower seed has the best player. 
Giannis. Yeah. He and, is. And he's been a, oh my goodness. <laughs> he, he, he's so scary. <laughs> um, the dude's going to be the best player in the league in three years. Yeah. Potentially less. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. He is that good. He's. I, I can probably. It's a safe bet to say he'll win an MVP in the next five years. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, think, yeah. I don't think that's outlandish at all. No way. Um, but again, it's it, very, very similar in that the Bucks are just they're exploiting matchups a bit better. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. as we know, they're very long. Um, they're long at every position, literally. Um, their point guard Brogdon's, I think, six five. Yeah. Real big guard. Yeah. Um, and when you get those big guys onto guys like Lowry, who's what six foot. 6-1 maybe and not very quick as um, well not very athletic not, not very quick more of a brute point guard that, as opposed to the yeah, quick point guard that, yeah. that length bothers people um, Chris Middleton at the 2 mm-hmm. um, you got Thon Maker the Australian shout out I want to touch on yeah let's do it how comfortable does he look in a playoff setting I was speaking about this with um, with Damien Arsenis on the Pick and Pop podcast last night that we think of oh wait it was last week whenever it was but I was, we were talking about Thorn Maker, and I said, this time 12 months ago, yeah. we didn't know if he was declaring. We didn't know if he was eligible for college. We had no idea yeah. where he was. Yeah. He was really just a massive, massive mystery. For him now to be making big-time plays, and I mean momentum-swinging plays yeah. in the playoffs, playing a high, solid 20, 25 minutes a night, mm. having an impact... It's pretty incredible to think about. In 12 months, he has completely just exploded onto the block. His energy just just revolves through that team. It's it trickles. It is yeah. infectious, yeah. He's making big plays. Yeah, he's... He looks so comfortable. If you if you go back and look at our... Um, listen to our the preview podcast yes. we did, yep. I remember we were probably saying... We, we were literally like, what what's the expectation for Thon Maker? And we were like... If he plays five minutes a game, I thought he would have spent long since in the, the D League. Did I he go down at all? I don't think he went down at all. He, if he did, it obviously wasn't big enough for me to remember. Yeah. And I thought he was a long, long-term long developmental term. Yeah, yeah, project. Yeah. And he's come out and Luke, he's, he's he's starting. Yeah, playoff game. Yeah, this guy wasn't even meant to start. No, he wasn't meant he to play was, regular season games. He wasn't even. He wasn't meant to be a pick ten. No, his draft stock rose dramatically. Yeah, or whatever happened, no one knew how old he was, mm-hmm. and now he's doing this. It's so awesome to see. And and oh. um, I think we mentioned before that it's just he he just loves the game. He, he does. Loves to play. It just um, he's so happy. You know to the be story of, of the Bucks having to literally lock him yeah, out. Yeah, lock him out of the gym. They literally did have to do that. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that he's been working with Kevin Garnett because that's the comparison. Whenever I'm watching Thon Maker, when he has those moments, like you say, yep. it looks very, very early Garnett-ish. Um, he had this one play, I think, in game one where he switched out onto Kyle Lowry yes. and was literally step for step with yep. him from beyond the three-point line to the paint and blocked him. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of future that I see. And... When he shoots his threes, he looks very comfortable out there as well. Yep. Switched out onto guards, defending the post. Now, he needs to get a little bit stronger. He, and he, he will over yeah. time. Yep. Because um, he's like a beanpole right now. <laughs> um, but he, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit the for this guy. Yeah. And for this team and in this team, general. It, it's, it's 
really they're the... missing their best scorer, Jabari Parker. Yeah. He's their best pure scorer. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't have him on the court. Imagine yeah. if he's there. They've got, for me, this team, everyone talks about Minnesota. I think this team has the biggest upside of any. Mm-hmm. No, nah, um, I agree. You got Giannis, who's a superstar without even being able to shoot a jump yeah, shot. Yeah, which will come. Which will come. His he's, he's rate of development has been too rapid for it not to. Absolutely. You got Thon Maker, who in two years, you, no one has any idea how... This guy could be a 2010 guy in two yeah, years. Yeah, he could be. Yep, he, yep. he absolutely could be. Um, you got Middleton, who's one of the most underrated two guards in the league, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just a real solid defender at that position. Good three-point shooter. Yep. Really good. They often go to him late, actually. Yeah. Um, yep. If When they need a bucket, you, you, they see, go they, to him. you, see, you see them go to Middleton. Um, Brogdon's been outstanding this year, and he's allowing you see Delavadova back into his, his familiar normal role, role, and he's, and he's doing excelling. It fine, yes, he's doing so much better. Yes, um, yes, and that's just a little switch. Credit to Coach Kid. The um, little switch that makes a big, massive big difference. Difference. Greg Monroe off the bench is killing them. Yeah. Um, they're just playing really Again, well right it's now. It's just matchups. Yeah. The matchups suit the Bucks. It's, it's a. It's a completely different. Playoffs are so different. Yeah, it's um, a different beast. It, it's just this kind of thing. It's it's all about matchups and manipulating. Um, yeah, little game to game adjustments. Yeah, yeah, manipulating the opponent into doing what they least want to do. Yep. Um, and whoever can do that most normally wins the series. Yep. And if you look at the finals last year, Golden State plays the better brand of basketball, if you mm-hmm. will. But the Cavs. Try to put Curry in every pick and roll. It was very simple. Took him out of their comfort zone. It was zone. very simple, but it worked. Exactly right. Um, they just dumbed it down. Curry switch pick and roll every single time. Got him in foul trouble. Got him tired. Impacted him on the other end. And that that's just where they're so different to, yeah. to the regular season. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the four five seed in the uh, the series in the in the East. Excuse me. Wizards and the Hawks. Wizards are up two nil. Uh, John it's, Moore, it's a close 2-0, though. It is a close 2-0. Yeah. And John Wall and Bradley Bill are really clicking. <laughs> they are Ooh, John, John Wall has been outstanding. Yeah. He's awesome. In, in the, yeah. he's, he's, playing, he's playing like an MVP. Um, what do you have? 32 and 14 in yeah, the last game. Like of the like. 31 and yep. 9. One game. Um, he just looks... He looks faster and stronger than any player on the court right now. Yep. Um... Yeah, that stare down to Dennis Schroeder in oh, game two it was kind that. of just sitting in his place. <laughs> we can't repeat what he said, but no, can no, read we lips. can't. But you I can think read lips. You can figure it out um, <laughs> if you see the vision. Does Does anyone in the league like Dennis Schroeder? I don't know, including his teammates. <laughs> like everyone, He's very antagonistic. Everyone in the league hates Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> even his teammates, even Dwight Howard hates Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> no one likes him. Well, except for the Hawks GM, yeah. Well, it's, Bud, it's, it's it's not working for him at the moment because they um, find themselves down two 0 And you see, yeah. but you look at this this series for me. It's this is about where we say again, con- controlling the game and trying to make it in your favor. Yeah. This is a battle of paces. So right, the Wizards want to run as fast as possible, get up and down the court, shoot transition threes. Um, John Wall get to the pain, break down defense, kick out. That's what they do. On the other hand, the Hawks from a slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they've got, you know, Dwight Howard's a bit of a plotter now. Uh, Millsap's not the quickest. Schroeder's pretty quick. 
But yep. overall, when they're a good defensive team, when their defense is set in the half court, um, transition, they struggle a little bit. Um, I think they made a little bit of a switch putting um, Hardaway in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in game one, didn't quite work. Um, but that same starting lineup, when they put Bazemore in for a bit more defense, played really well. Um, and that's when they were able to come back into the game. Yeah. Their bench unit that terrorized the Cavs at the end of the regular <laughs> it season. Did. Yeah. They're playing really. Mike Dunleavy is just <laughs> reached into the fountain of youth in Atlanta <laughs> and he's just playing outstanding basketball right now. Muscala's playing well. Um, on the Wizards side, Bogdanovich has been outstanding. Yeah, their bench is really picking um, up when they need Brandon to. Brandon Jennings has Jennings, been really good. Yep. Really good pickup for them. Um, it's 2-0, but it it, 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 it feels like a 1-1. It does um, feel like something that's going to go to distance. It's, it's one of those series where people always say the series doesn't begin until someone wins on the road. Yeah. And Game 3, I think if Atlanta can win that, then, then we've got a really good yep. series. Yep. Um, Millsap's been outstanding as well. As he always is. Um, but you see, when, when they're playing that fast pace going up and down the court, Marcin Gortat was beating Dwight Howard yeah. up and down the court. Yeah, he was. Which is amazing to think well, seven, eight years ago, Gortat was his backup in Orlando. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and It's, it's funny Gort- how things yeah, turn, if, don't they? If you had a choice, a lot of GMs <laughs> would probably take Gortat a lot. Right now. Although now, yes, yeah. but back then. Back then, no. <laughs> not even a question. Not, not even a question. We move um, on to the yep. West. We've spent a lot of time on the East. Yep. We move on to the West. Uh, Golden State on Portland. Don't think we need to spend much time. I think it's pretty obvious Golden State just in a league of their own. Their Portland Portland made their run the, with Nurkic. Um, yeah, but now he's Nurkic, out. Without Nurkic, there's not did a team team that was in the first half of the season really yeah. struggling. And they, Golden they State, need, they need him. I don't know if he'll come back game three. Even yeah. if he does, I don't know how. I don't know how much be. you can salvage of this series. Golden State, with or without Durant. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're they're clearly on another level. I have. Can I just? Can I? I have them on another level. Over everyone else in yeah. the playoffs, they're they're in their own tier. Yeah, um, I'd say, man, I love Draymond Green, man. He's <laughs> he's so awesome defensively. I don't think, and I've I've raised my hand. I haven't covered the league as for that long at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen a guy who has been this big of a game changer on the defensive end. Yeah. in my time watching basketball. Yeah. Um, now I, that I didn't see Scotty Pippen, I didn't see Pete Garnett, um, I didn't see those guys, and I know there's great defenders that have come before, but this guy is uh, one of the all-time greatest defenders yep. um, to ever play the game. I think he's we can so say versatile. That. So versatile. He's as good playing as a six-footer as he would playing a seven-footer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, He's awesome on the perimeter when he switches out. Um, in the paint, in transition, you see this guy gets his hand on everything. And you see, when the Warriors are locked in, when him and Iguodala especially, when they're really locked in on defense, you literally cannot even dribble a ball yeah, in there. So, they hound you, you, you so much. You can't dribble a ball on the side of the court that Draymond Green is. You literally have to go to the other yeah. side and seek out Clay Thompson or someone. Um, they're just awesome, and they're doing it without their uh, arguably their best player, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Durant. Arguably one of the best players um, in the league. Yeah, <laughs> it's but crazy I, to I think, think about. With the Warriors, we we know how important Steph is. We've oh. spoken about it yep. so much this year. 
last year, for the last three years, really. We know what Durant brings to the table, but for me, the single most Im- important guy that they cannot afford to lose is Draymond Green. Yeah, if he's Draymond, the heart and soul. If Draymond Green, God forbid, gets an injury or something, this team literally, I don't think, would make it out of the West. Yeah, um, yeah. What he brings to the table is so important. And it's so different as um, well. So different. Yeah. Um, we spoke about this it's, week. Because you can't replace that. We spoke about this week how your leader sets the tone. Yep. And because Dre goes at 100 all the time, he forces these guys all to get there. Because yep. I'm sure they, they would love to coast. They would love to coast mm-hmm. and take it easy. Yep. Draymond doesn't allow that. Um, and that's what makes this team great and unique. Yep. We'll yep. move on to the Spurs and, and Grizzlies. You can just take that for that. that was, <laughs> I had to get that out. That was one of the great press conferences of oh, all time. I love Coach Fizz. That was awesome. Do you see the cheer he got in game? Oh, he got cheered more than the players did. They're going to build a statue, <laughs> erect a statue outside of the FedEx Forum they tomorrow. Give him the key to the city. Yeah, he might as well be the Lord Mayor. <laughs> he, um, uh, it worked. <laughs> they look good in game through. This is a series. Yeah. Make no mistake yeah. about it. This is a series. Yep. Um, the Grizzlies again. They're one of those playoff beasts. They, they just been do. There, they know what they to do. They know what to do. They in know the what playoffs. to do when it comes to money time. Yeah. And this is my concern with the Spurs: is can Kawhi Leonard? Can they rely on Kawhi Leonard in to the, be the their best defender and, and go they, and get thirty five every night? Yeah. That's that's because take a toll. when your offensive load increases, the defensive responsibility stays the same but mm. it ha- one of them has to go down yeah. you can't maintain both of them at such a high high he, at his level which is super high for 48 minutes against a team as physically grinding as mm. the Memphis Grizzlies it's hard to do yeah it's a I, lot on his shoulders I think the Spurs can still win this series I, I think, think they I, still I, will I think it'll be like a six game win or six yeah. game series or whatever um, just because the uh, Grizzlies they've got a They've got we're in in the playoffs. You want to try and minimize the amount of you want to have good players on the floor all the time. Yes, yes. Um, and the Tony Allen injury has killed them because mm-hmm. um, they're starting Wayne Seldon. Yeah, he's come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't know he was on the roster, and he was starting game one. And I was like, Who? Um, isn't that that's Memphis to a T though? That's, that's Memphis. Oh, um, someone that you never heard of, and he'll um, be starting in the playoffs and being productive. Like if you think of this team. If they were healthy with a healthy Chandler Parsons, healthy Tony mm. People Allen. forget about Chandler Parsons. Yeah, when he was healthy, he was he good. Was so good. He was a good... So good. He was one of those good, um, just real solid wing guys yeah. without being a star. Filled a role. Um, sort of like a middle, Middleton. Yeah. Um, and that's what he brings to the table. Yeah. Um, capable defender, can defend multiple positions. Um but if he was there, we wouldn't be getting Vince. And I love Vince. Mm, yeah, I love 40 Vince. years old and he just looks like he's 25. <laughs> he's just... <laughs> he's awesome. And he's just... He's every so story you hear about Vince Carter, he just seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's always got time for the media, got time for kids. Um, just these veteran pr- presence. I think this Grizzlies locker room would be really fun to be in. Yeah. Because... Um, we mentioned the Cavs really loving each other. I think these guys do too. They do. Um, they and, do. And you see it. You saw it with the free agency. I mean, Marcus Gasol could have gone. Could have gone to the Spurs. Yeah. Um, Conley could have left. They, they but stayed. They all stayed. They, they all stayed. stayed. They really love each other. And they yep. play. They. This team 
they might might not be the most talented, but they'll play their hearts out every single night. Yeah. Um, and that's a pro- product of the culture that they've built for the last six, seven years. Yeah, it's a strong foundation um, down there in Memphis. It's so it's sad to see those guys getting older now. Um, <laughs> Because like you know, it Zach would have been nice to see him have a bit more in over his past six seven years have a bit more success yeah. in the playoffs because yeah. they haven't been that great in the playoffs. Yeah. But um, you know that they're always going to provide something yeah. really tough for the opposition. Now we've got to fit two more series in about five minutes. So <laughs> right. let and Rap- they're two fire. pretty big series: Rockets and the Thunder. Yep. Um, I want to start off here. I'm so so sick and tired of people saying it's Russell Westbrook's fault. That team losing. I saw it yesterday. I couldn't, or whatever game two was. I'm sure if it was yesterday or two days ago. Um, he is doing stuff that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And people are still the place in the blame, saying that, yeah. A, he's shooting too much or doing too much. Who else do you want to take That's the shot? That's the question. Who's, who's, are you who's going to give it to Andre Robeson? He can barely hit the ring from the three-point range. <laughs> Every shoots he doesn't... Even... I want to know, for people oh. who are saying he's taking too many shots, who the hell is he taking shots away from? If he doesn't shoot, <laughs> they get humbled by 40. Yeah. Listen... Against a high-powered Rockets team who are playing really, really well. They're playing really well, and and the Rockets won game one in a canter. Yeah. Wasn't game two was close. Game two... This, was, is, this is the point where I literally saw Russell Westbrook's... I, I saw his whole problem um, that he's had this season. They were up, and Westbrook yeah. was playing awesome at yeah. this stage. Yeah. Um, I think he was on at or close to a triple-double. He was mm-hmm. shooting over 50% from the field. So he was being efficient. He was being efficient. Yeah. Um, and he was hitting his outside shot. He was having one of those games. Um, and they were up 86-74. Yeah. And... Um, Coach Donovan decided to give him a blow, and this um, it was the the game was how long was it? I, what this stage? I do remember it was a late third, late third, late third. Yeah, um, probably yeah. two minutes left in the third. Yeah, um, perfect time perfect to buy time. your yeah. to buy your star. It's, that's a perfect time to get it, your this star some rest because that also goes into the three quarter time break. Yeah. So you might think this so is for two minutes. That, a bit. that extends for about a five six minute break, yeah. which is a big block of time in a playoff game for yeah. someone of Westbrook's calibre to get rest. Yeah, and once he gets that and comes back, he's going to be... He's fine for the yeah. rest of the game. Yeah. Um, he... So they were up 12. Yeah. Literally within 45 seconds to a minute, that lead was down to three. Yeah. It's just a massive And issue. he came back in the game and, and it wasn't that they were to- turning the ball over or anything. It was just missed shot they after just, missed shot after... At the was, end of the day... It was missed shot Paul, uh, Rockers three miss shot layup. Yeah, and miss shot. You mentioned it before how you want to have the good plays on the court. They're just not good without him. No. Uh, it's we analyze it's the game science. so much. Look at the matchups and this and that. At the end of the day, they're just not good. No. When it's on the floor, they're not good. Yeah, and so you know what? When if you're the star and you're sitting on the bench, you you've built, you've worked your ass off to build this twelve point yeah. lead, which is not a small lead. No, especially um, against a team that's that high-powered as the yeah. Rockets. Um, and you're like, okay, I'm going to sit. And that lead's literally gone before you put on your your, your practice warm-up top. Your warm-up job. Um, of course, you're going to come into the game and say, hey, come and take every single shot. Yeah. I don't blame him. No um, one can blame him. The All this... You know who, who often talks about all this stuff? Yeah. It's all the Warrior fans, and I don't understand. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you you got Durant. Like, yeah, need, why is why is there this saltiness to Russell Westbrook? I don't understand. Who knows? Uh, um, the Rockets moving forward, just moving off Westbrook yep. for a moment. They're doing what they have to do. Yep. They're controlling a for much. Them, for them, they have to they have to get out of this series as quick as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't you don't want to extend this. Nah. No. They at the moment they're doing what they're doing. They're yep. taking care of a team that they should be taking care of. Yes. They're all playing up to their standards. Yep. Um. They could make some noise. Yeah. They could make some noise. Yeah. Because they're looking like a team that could definitely uh, well, well, cause an upset in the later rounds. If they're... they're so they're the third seed. Correct. Um, if they could potentially play the Spurs or the Grizzlies um, yeah. next, next round. and Both matchups are pretty favourable. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, the window is open. The window is open. Yep. We'll move on to the last matchup that we haven't touched on, the Clippers and the Jazz. A really intriguing matchup. Yeah. Tied at a game apiece as we're recording. This got a hold. This was interesting from the outset. I predicted this one to go seven. Within 10 seconds when Rudy Gobert went down in game one. <laughs> he got one, real interesting. He got a real interesting. Yeah. which was just devastating for him. He's been an absolute... He should win the defensive play of the year, in my opinion. For him to go down in a knee injury that looked pretty serious, yeah. 20 seconds into the game was just absolutely devastating. Now, yeah. Did he go on to win that game at Utah Jazz? I so yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Um... Game two obviously went to Clippers. I was wait. I was watching game two. I think the Clippers are up by about eight with about forty five seconds left. Are I'm you like, away there, I'm like yeah. they're gonna blow this. <laughs> oh my god! Do you reckon, do you reckon, <laughs> like, do you reckon, this? Do you reckon the Clippers? You know the guys on the bench that don't play. They just sit on the yeah. bench. You reckon they talk about this? They're like, oh they're no. like, watch these guys blow. <laughs> watch these guys blow. <laughs> like, well, you know, Doc Rivers was calling timeout like it was a one point game. So yeah. it's definitely in their mind. Like I know. I hundred percent they'll talk about that. Like I remember when yeah, but no, but they probably don't talk about it. They don't have, don't have to talk about it. They know. They know. They know. It. Yeah. They, they yeah, but know. But those guys the on the bench would be like, "Oh, they what? could." They'll be like, "Watch these guys, please." <laughs> like I remember, like when I played cricket, yeah, right. And you always support your club, like, of course, of course, of course. I, I got to say that before I say this, right? Yeah. But when like so we'd play in the second eleven, right? And and when the ones like. Because the ones would do certain things that that we thought were like stupid. That's like <laughs> if you change this, like obvious thing, you'll win. Yes. And they didn't do it, and they'd lost, and oh, we'd no. be like, "Ha ha ha!" They lost. Like, of course, like, <laughs> they're not gonna change this. They lost. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like that sort of thing. So you uh, they, they be, just know. they'd be like, "Watch these guys, bro. Watch." Who what? wins the series from here? I can't split them. Well, it 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 depends on Gobert. I think if Gobert doesn't come back, I'm favoring the Clippers. Yep. Um. Again, just. They've got that playoff know-how. Yeah, um, they really do. Their know-how only extends to the second round, but they got know-how. <laughs> they got know-how for the first round. <laughs> I could want to touch on, we spoke yeah. about Maker before, it's just another Aussie, Joe Ingles. Now he's, Ingles. This is a guy, he's, tw- he's 28, 29 years old, mm-hmm. hasn't got a lick of athleticism in his body. He's going to get he's, paid. He's slow, he can't jump, he can't... He is the least prototypical mould of a swingman in today's modern game. <laughs> yeah. He has been able to establish himself in a playoff team yeah. and contribute in the playoffs. That but is such a credit, credit to, him. to him. I had credit to give him a shout out because Absolutely. he has been the, And he's he's had a tough road to get here. He has. Yeah. And the way he's been able to really just curate a role that shouldn't even exist for him. Mm. He if you had him up against the wall, you had every player in the NBA up against the wall, you're picking players to play in your one in your two on two team in the backyard. He'd be last. one of the last picks. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's making a big he ironically, he could have been on the Clippers. Yeah, he was. Ironically, yeah. he's what the Clippers need. 
exactly what they need. Exactly what they need, and he could be knocking them out in the first round. Yeah, they've got so many guys like that. Yeah, that Jared Dudley's yeah, another one. They just let him go, and that's just, exactly what they need. It's a long, long list. Um, there's another one who I, I can't can't recall right now, but and they yeah. haven't been able to replace those type of guys. No. They um, they they really need. We speak about injuries. They really need Austin Rivers back. Mm, um, it makes a big impact. What, what I can't believe we say we said this, but he's he's had a great season. He has no, um, he has. And what what he brings to them um, off that bench is yep. vital. Yep. Um, Jamal Crawford, he's getting on in age. He's getting on with I age. Can't do it's what the he same can. impact's not there. Yeah, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he'll still get your. He'll still cross you over and all that stuff. But we'll make a few YouTube clips. But yeah, when but you what you need to win, it's not the substance is not really there. No, it's really um, not. So yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I see this one going seven. Yeah. No, it'll be. I'll probably my money's on Utah, but it's 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 a toss of the coin. Yep. I love the playoffs. Playoffs oh. are good fun. Um, we've gone over time. Obviously, next week we'll be back. Yep. And maybe some of these series will be over. Some will be heading into their game six and seven. So there'll be plenty to discuss. Mm-hmm. Before we head off, Chris, where can we find all your stuff? Uh, my Twitter at cdesilver23. How about yours? Beautiful. I'm on Twitter at Luke Sakari. You can find all my stuff there. Until next time, folks, enjoy the playoffs. There's plenty of intriguing stuff to watch. And we'll catch you next time on the SEN NBA podcast. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.